Welcome to the Soul Church Sunday Service Podcast. I really, really, really do believe that God can speak to you right now. That you can know who Jesus is and that changes everything. And our prayer is that you will see that Jesus is what you need. And that you'll talk to him to yourself and ask him into your life. So I'm going to just read those verses again. Uh, first couple of verses and then I'm going to pray I'm going to talk to God and ask him to talk to you we must pay careful attention therefore to what we have heard so we do not drift away for if the message spoken by angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation let's pray together let's talk to God Heavenly Father please uh, Lord give me the words to say Lord help me to be clear help everyone here Lord to hear what you have to say Jesus be real to them show yourself to them now through your words Lord open people's eyes and their hearts to you now we pray in Jesus name Amen Amen. now you can't beat the genuine article anyone who shops in Audi will know that real Pepsi and real Coke is much better than Audi, Pepsi or Coke. And uh, I used to live a few doors up from a a bloke called Tony. Now, Tony was a proper cockney geezer. And uh, Tony was on the run from the Russian mob. That's why he moved to Swansea from London. Uh, But he used to sell, like, dodgy gear and, like, dodgy fireworks out of his house, out of his car... And often he'd be seen selling uh, knock-off Stone Island jackets to the, uh, the school lads from the, in the school behind our street. And now it's definitely wrong, and I, I wouldn't do it now, but I may or may not have bought a pair of trainers off Tony. He may, may or may not have spun me some yarn about the fact that there was a flood in the factory in China, and they were genuinely in real Nikes that he happened to have. Uh, they were going, it needed to be sold and they couldn't be sold because of flood damage and uh, I may or may not have believed him and in my naivety I think and my willingness to have cheap trainers I let myself believe his now obvious lies so I bought a counterfeit pair of Nike Air Max off him and they looked pretty good to be honest they were a pretty good copy but my goodness they were so uncomfortable they were so uncomfortable. And, and as always, you get what you pay for. And uh, they fell apart after three months. And they, they were tortured to wear. They didn't last long. But for those three months, I looked pretty cool. And anyway, a few years ago, my mum splashed the cash and bought me a proper pair of Air Maxes. Uh, my very first proper pair. And my last proper pair since then. Um, very similar to the knockoffs that I foolishly bought. But I tell you what, they were so comfy. They were so nice. The quality was just out of this world. And they lasted 12 months. It doesn't sound like very long, but I did literally wear them every day. Tonight in this passage, we are reminded by God's word that we need to look to Jesus and his gospel, his good news... As it's the only real good news. Only Jesus can keep you anchored in life. Only he can get you to heaven. Only he can save you. Jesus is the real deal. And the good news of Jesus is the only genuine article. 
the one that you can build your life on, that you can rest all your hopes on and your eternity on. So the genuine article is always better than a counterfeit. Not only is it better, but it can be dangerous too, can't it? It can be dangerous to go for a cheap knockoff. I, uh, I once bought a climbing rope from the pound shop. Uh, I was making a rope swing for the church youth group and we went um, to, uh, uh, to a tree up near Henry Falls, you know, near Banwin, got the massive waterfall, haven't you? And along that gorge, there was a, a really good tree out over the road. I was well proud of myself, all right? I, uh, I got this rope and I tied it around a log and I threw it up over the branch and did this clever little slip knot and I managed to shimmy it up and secure it and tie the log on the other end. It was pucker. I was well chuffed. And uh, being a good, responsible youth leader that I am, or was, no, I am still responsible, I think, I thought about the elephant and the mouse crossing the bridge, you know, that old tale, so that I know I better have the first go to make sure that it's safe. So I grabbed the branch and I leapt out across the gorge into the air, letting the rope take my weight as I soared across the valley. But the rope continued to take my weight, as it, considerable weight, as it stretched and stretched until it snapped. And I fell in a massive heap on the floor and the rope pinged to my chest. And it was so hot from the friction and tension that it stuck to my raincoat, you know. Um, it wasn't until I looked carefully at the label of this pound shop climbing rope, uh, I looked at the packet, and I read the words, not suitable for climbing, 50 kilo weight limit. <laughs> Oops. I hadn't paid careful attention, and I'd paid the price. Thankfully, only I paid the price. My pride was hurt, my bum was sore, but nobody died. I didn't have to ring up someone's parents and tell them that I'd killed their child on a rope swing that I built. This passage we've just read gives us a clear warning. It's a warning. Pay careful attention. We must pay careful attention. It's a warning. It's a command. It's an exhortation. It's like a big red sign saying warning, danger, or pergo, isn't it, in Welsh? Now, when I first moved to Wales, I went swimming in, you know, the lakes by the heads of the valleys road there that you've got the... The, lake, the, the ex, they, they quarried out the stone for the road and they filled them up there's a stream of verd it's really beautiful crystal clear water they've got all these signs saying pergle which I was told was a fish that would bite my toes if I wasn't careful it's just well for danger in it <laughs> danger you need to listen carefully because you are in danger isn't it road signs when you get to a steep bend they're, they, they're there, aren't they? The warning signs. You have to pay careful attention because you are in danger. And tonight, the truth is that we're all in danger. This is life and death stuff. In fact, this is greater than life and death. This is heaven and hell. The people this letter was written to were in danger of believing a false gospel, of not trusting the Saviour, the scriptures they read about, and, and missing the whole point of them while priding themselves on them. It's just nuts, isn't it? They were in danger of relying on on false religion, on empty religion, rather than a genuine article. Now, some of us here are in exactly the same position. 
we're in danger of exactly the same thing. Of missing the point. Of not trusting Jesus. But trusting in yourself. In your own works. In, in your religion, religiousness. Or, or a false gospel. If you don't get who Jesus is. You're in real danger of missing the point of everything. This passage is saying. Pay careful attention. Now this warning isn't just for people outside the church or people who are on the fringes. You enjoy church but you haven't trusted Jesus. This is a warning for each one of us. People who've been here for years, who are members of the church. When you're in church, pay careful attention to what we hear. Listen carefully. Listen. When, when you assume that I'm talking about others... Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm glad, that, I hope they're listening now. I know that my wife does that to me sometimes. I hope he's listening now at this bit, about arguing with your partner. That's a bit, no, sorry Emma, I don't mean that. I'm sure you don't do that. I know that I do that to her. Anyway, when you, when you assume that I'm talking about someone else, and not you, pay careful attention. I'm talking to you. When you think it doesn't apply to you, Oh, I'd never do that. Oh, I'd never think that. I'd never go there. Pay careful attention. When you're tempted to, to daydream or to brush off that feeling that maybe God is saying something to you, or maybe it's just interdestined, I'm not sure. Pay careful attention. Each one of us has to pay careful attention. Why? So we do not drift away. We must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard, verse 1 says, so that we do not drift away. We're all in danger of drifting away. I was listening to my friend Lee uh, preaching uh, on this passage last year to his church in Cardiff. And he asked his church this question. Are you closer to Jesus today than a year ago? I want you to think about that today. Those of you who've been to church before. Are you anchored in Jesus or have you drifted away? I mean, you're still here, but in your heart, in your life, have you drifted away? Now, it may, probably my t-shirt gives it away, but that's probably the only thing that gives it away at the moment. I actually love going to the gym. Um, but the thing that I really hate about the gym, that is despite my desire to get bigger and stronger, it's not like a computer game where you can save your progress. If I stop going to the gym, and I don't stay at the level of strength and muscularity that, uh, that I've reached. If I stop going, I lose progress, so you can tell. I regress. Now, I haven't been going to the gym consistently since maybe October. In, in October, I could, I'm gonna show off now, forgive me, but I could bench press 145 kilos, or one rep max. I could do 130 for six, that's the bit I'm proud about. Thanks, Pete. Pete's impressed. That's the strongest I've ever been. It's not crazy strong. You know, it's not world's strongest man. You know, but, you know, a bit of respect in the gym. But I haven't been training. My routine's been out the window. I I didn't want it. Then I didn't want to train like I should. And I've I've been a handful of times since January the 1st. I went January the 1st full of good intentions. And I've been a handful, less than a handful of times to the gym. But I went to the gym on Friday night after the kids club and it was embarrassing 
it was humiliating. I was nowhere near as strong as I've been. And I, I, and I was going to tell you what I could do, but it was, just, it was a lot less, for a lot less reps. All right? And, and nor, as, a, as, a, as a guy, as a massive hench personal trainer uh, called Tevin, he's a top bloke, but he, he normally nods at me in respect when I go in the gym, you know? But on Friday, he no longer nodded at me. I knew that I'd fallen far. See, time and excess calories are against me. The strength in my muscles leaks away. If you don't use your muscle fibres, they don't stay strong. When it comes to the gym, you can't stand still. If you do, you'll regress. You'll drift away. Similarly, we need to pay attention, careful attention, to Jesus and his words. Because if we don't, we drift away. It's not neutral. Our hearts are sinful, the Bible says. We are at war with ourselves, the Bible says. And if we, are, if we aren't anchored in Jesus actively, we will drift away. We'll be swayed and persuaded by the lies of the devil and the deceit of our own hearts. We're like, we're like imperfect jars. Like the, 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 my kids play with these cups in the bath, you know, that have got like, different shaped holes in them to make different patterns. And because they've got holes in them and they leak, you have to keep topping them up, don't you, to make it work. And Edie, think, Edie thinks it's great fun. It's the most annoying thing in the world. He's constantly trying to fill up the, the cup with his bath water, isn't it? And we're like that. We're like imperfect jars. And the truth is, we're all cracked, aren't we? We're all broken. And we leak. We constantly need to be topped up. The life of God that only comes from Jesus, that he shares with us, leaks away from us and out of us. It's like swimming upstream in a river with its strong currents. If you just tread water, you're going to drift away, aren't you? You're going to drift away. You need to swim upstream. You need to pay careful attention. You need to be anchored to Jesus or you will be swept away. There's an old hymn that asks the question, will your anchor hold as the strong billows roll? I have no idea what that means. I was hoping Di would be here tonight so we could ask Di. But I'm assuming, he was, he was in the Navy, I'm assuming that it's about a ship and like big, wa- big billows rolling, big waves, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not a poet or a, or a, a Navy man. But if, you're, if we are anchored on something that is unsteady or we're not anchored at all, we will drift away. We'll be swept away. Swept away to destruction and judgment, the Bible says. If we neglect the salvation and offer in Jesus, if we choose to tie our souls, our lives, our eternities to other hopes, the hope of living a good life, the hope in our own strength or resources, the hope of God being different from how the Bible shows him to be, hope in some other kind of good news that isn't the real good news of Jesus, we will be swept away. Maybe you haven't even realised it, but you've drifted away. You've not fixed your eyes on Jesus, and before you knew it, you're in a place you didn't even recognise. Remember as a kid being in a busy shopping centre in Truro with my mum, and I stopped to tie my shoelaces. Well, not, not my shoelaces, so I didn't have shoelaces, but, you know, uh, I did the Velcro bit on my shoe. And I'm not the most, you know... 
dexterously gifted person in the world. So it took me a while. I stopped and I looked up and everyone around me was different. Because I'd stood still, but everything else had moved on. We can be like that, can't we? You don't know how we haven't, you feel we haven't really chosen how we got here. We don't even recognise the person we are anymore. We've started down a slippery slope and we haven't been able to stop. We've picked up speed as we head towards the bottom. Or maybe you do feel it. You know you're drifting. Maybe you feel like you aren't keeping your head above water. You feel like you're drifting away. You feel further from God than before. And your life is quickly gathering speed and it feels like you're out of control. And you know you need help. But where do we get help from? What's the answer? What's the solution? How can we get our lives under control? How can we stop that feeling inside? Well, we've got real good news tonight. It's Jesus. We're told it's Jesus. Looking to him, listening to him in his word, paying careful attention to Jesus and his message. Other hopes, uh, other fake counterfeit gospels, they, they won't save you and nor will they keep you anchored, keep you secure. Only Jesus. Jesus is the real deal. deal. He's the good news of the Bible and it's, it's authentic. It's given by God. He, he, he promised it in the Old Testament and, and he delivered it and that's what we looked at a few weeks ago and, and eyewitnesses passed it on and God gave them power and authority. That's what the, the verse 4 is about to back them up, so they could give us the Bible. And that same power and authority they, they had, it's ours in the Bible, as it shows us Jesus. But only Jesus can give you the power to transform your life. Only Jesus can get you through death and the grave. Only he can turn that hell inside to a piece of heaven. If you neglect the true message of salvation found in Jesus. There is no other salvation. There's only one name under heaven to be, to be saved by. And that's the name of Jesus. A man called John Christostenum, who was the most famous preacher, I used to call him Golden Mouth, because he was like that good a preacher. He was like the, the Steve Levy of the early church. And um, he says this, from about this passage, this salvation is not deliverance from wars, or the bestowal of good things on earth, but the dissolution of death, the destruction of the devil, and the gift of the kingdom of everlasting life. Only Jesus can give us real peace. Only Jesus can give us what really matters. Only Jesus can give us eternal life. Only he can bring you into the family of God. Only Jesus can save you from the lies of the devil and the clutches of death. Only he can save you from yourself. Don't be distracted by the here and the now or short-term benefits. Remember eternity. There's a saying, isn't it? You're a long time dead. Think about the future. Look to Jesus. Because there's such a salvation in Jesus. There's no other salvation anywhere. There's no other real hope or help 
But what help we have in Jesus. What an anchor for the soul. What a saviour and a guardian. What a pioneer. We must pay careful attention. We must listen to Jesus and not to others. We must not neglect the great salvation given to us in Jesus. It's him we've got to fix our eyes on. Do not reject what you hear. Do not turn away from Jesus and the help he provides in his word and in his church. But remember, Jesus is without him. He is strong and kind. And he has provided purification for all our sins that we looked at in that first week, isn't it? While we need to pay careful attention and we need to be anchored to him, it's important to realise that it's his strength. It's his power that keeps us safe. You know, our key verse for the season, and we read it earlier, describes Jesus as the author or the pioneer of our faith. We can follow after him in his slipstream. You know, like a, a, a combat group leader through the jungle, isn't it? You can follow after him. Oh, Jesus is wading up that river through that strong current, as it were. And we must just cling on to him. And he drags us safely to heaven. One of my favourite preachers, a guy called Spurgeon, epic beard, says, it's not our faith in Christ that saves us. It's Christ. It's not our grasp of Jesus that saves us. It's Jesus. But if we aren't anchored to him, if we don't follow after him, we will drift away. But friends, there's good news. We've been reading RBT, isn't it? Nehemiah. It says, if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exile people are the farthest away on the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as the dwelling for my name. Nehemiah 1 verse 9. So it doesn't matter how far you've drifted off. Tonight you might feel like God's a million miles away, that you've, you've, just, you've, been, you've been asleep at the wheel. You've drifted away, that you feel far from God's. It doesn't matter how far you've drifted, Jesus can gather you in. Look to him and let him gather you. Use the things that he's given, the means of help he's given, to let him gather you in. Fix your eyes on Jesus and pay careful attention. Just talk to him. Listen to him. Do your RBT, stand up at church. And really listen. Pay careful attention. Be anchored to Jesus or you'll drift away. Only Jesus and his gospel is the genuine article. Any other hope will leave you adrift, heading for destruction and despair. But fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just... I thank you for Jesus, that he lived and he died and he rose again for each one of us here. Lord, that you long to gather us, to drag us with you to heaven. Lord, I pray that each one of us here would look to you. Lord, maybe it's for the first time or for the thousandth time. Lord, help us to look to you and you draw us near. Gather us under your wing and take us to be home, be with heaven with you. And to know heaven on earth is part of your church until we get there. Lord, please, Lord, help us to look to you this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
thank you for joining us for the Soul Church Sunday podcast. We hope it helped you and blessed you. We'd love to see you on a Sunday, 6pm in Neath Town Hall.